Welcome to another episode of the Pierce of Mind podcast. My name is Matt Pierce, and I'm so glad that you showed up tonight to give me a listen, play along, and hear me rant about my life currently in treatment for eating disorder. Um, first off, as always, I'm going to ask you to hit that subscribe button, hit hit the like, maybe give me a follow, and obviously share. Um, we don't want anybody to miss out on the good times we're having here. I mean, yes, I would like it just to be me and you forever because we have such a great time. But, you know, let's share the love. I'm all about bringing more people in, making the group larger. That's what I'm all about. So, whew, how have you been today? Um, I hope everything went well for you. For me, it was a mixed bag. Um, had a what's called a family session. And basically, it's just a virtual couple therapy with my wife and my therapist. And, you know, I still got these walls up. I'm still battling. I'm still struggling with, you know, giving them all this control over my life. Especially when I don't really agree with uh, how they're going about it. So, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so, it didn't go well. Um, well, that's a lie. It didn't go bad. Um, just hearing Kim basically say the same thing my therapist has been saying all week, uh, I guess maybe opened me up a little bit that I need to be, uh, you know, take a different approach instead of self-destructing. I need to find grace and patience for my treatment team because they do probably give a shit about me and want me to be successful. Um... I just like to be in control of things. Uh, we talked a lot about that today, um, where that came from. For me, I think it comes because, honestly, until I left my house, I felt like I didn't have control of any part of my life. Um, at least that's my perspective. Some people, my mom or my her kids may say something different. But for me, I just never felt like I had any control over my life. And... So now, like, I don't like giving up control. I don't like letting someone else make the decisions of my day-to-day life. And that may be asinine. That may be selfish, but it is what it is. I can't, you know, I'm trying to get out of this mode, guys. But, you know, can't, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, I guess. Um, Still having some trouble making connections here. Um, I tried. I tried today. I put a real effort in. Try to get everybody together for a movie, and that was kind of shot down. I mean, there was like some like ah maybe's, but in general, it got completely shut down. So I don't know what else I'm supposed to do at this point. Like I've given, I lay down on the bed here. I've given my very best to, you know, have a spot for us all to relate, and it just. It's not diff- it's not working. Um, this group is not bad people. I think they're all good people, and I'm hoping they get all the help they need. But they are very not interested in interacting with me. They've got their little clicks. They have, you know, made connections, which is awesome for them. But it makes it very lonely for me. You know, 
And obviously, I know the age difference is a big thing, but I'm struggling with it. Um, met with the program director today to see about getting a new treatment team. Um, I asked her yesterday, but she made me write this whole three paragraph, uh, basically answer three questions. And I really thought it out and I thought I gave good answers. You know, it's, we're in the, now that my therapist and I are in this like battle state, can we actually get out of that? Like, I don't know that we can because every time I see them, I feel like if I go with their plan and I drop my guard, then I'm letting them win. And I know what you're going to say, right? Super selfish or maybe super childish. And I'm saying you're probably not wrong, but I don't know. She doesn't really want to switch me because basically it wouldn't be to like the middle of next week. And, you know, basically I'd only have a week left and what's that going to get accomplished? So, um, so I'm probably stuck with them and that sucks. Um, you know, because I, I feel like having a therapist is almost like having a girlfriend, right? And if it's not clicking, you got to move on. Um, it's not like, like I think of like in Utah, I went through, um, a therapist before I found my therapist there, moved to Ohio. I went through like four or five before I finally felt, found someone I felt comfortable with. It's nothing personal. Like I'm sure they're great at their jobs. I'm sure they're super friendly. I'm sure they may even care about me, but if I'm not vibing, then we're just like, how am I supposed to open up? And bear all this stuff, like, especially, like, the stuff from my childhood that really eats me up. How am I supposed to dig into that with somebody I can't feel comfortable around? I don't know. I guess we'll see what tomorrow brings. Uh, I am happy it's the weekend. No sessions. No dealing with therapists or dietitians I don't care for. Um, It's a pretty chill day. Saturdays and Sundays. The food could be better. Um, I would trade just about anything for a hot breakfast right now. Um, I don't know why, like, they're so against hot breakfast here. I know, like, the last treatment center I was at was hot breakfast every day. I think Sundays we had cereal. But every other day was hot breakfast. So, it's not that hard if you put a little bit of effort. <laughs> And it's not like we have a lot enough people here where it's that difficult to scramble some fucking eggs, you know what I'm saying? Or make some pancakes, or some waffles, or some pancakes and waffles. You decide. So, that's where we're at. Um, I was going to FaceTime my mom today and let her know the good news. But it was late when I found it, and she works um, super early. So I didn't want to interrupt her sleep. So I'll probably try FaceTiming her tomorrow. Um, I'm excited to talk to her. Honestly, it's been forever since I like video chatted with her. Um, and I'm glad that I still have the ability to do that after, you know, sending my letter out about my childhood and some of the issues I had with that. I honestly thought she would hate me or at least like be very angry with me. Um, 
and that would have sucked because like I think like my mom and I are in such a good place right now with her relationship and I know she's rooting for me but I really thought she was going to be upset when I sent that letter and honestly she had a great reaction to it and you know <laughs> made me feel very heard and that's all I wanted all this time was to feel heard and I you know I've been asked I've had therapists ask me to send that letter for uh you know years and you know or they'd say write it but don't send it and then when I decided to write it I was like it doesn't make sense to write it and throw it away because I don't feel like I'm being heard but I have to send it and I'm not gonna lie it probably took me four or five days to send that out once I had written it because I was so worried that you know my mom would hate me or not want to talk to me or not want to be in my life and I couldn't handle that um so it took a lot of courage finally to get up and sent it and when I did I feel like it was an okay uh response I felt like she heard it I feel like you know so at some point when I'm not dealing with all this uh maybe her and I can have a deeper conversation about that and see where it goes you know I have no animosity toward my mother for how my childhood was. Um, I think sometimes I get very upset because she kept me away from Don and kept him out of my life and I didn't even know he existed, you know, basically until I was 16. And... You know, to find out all of a sudden that I have this whole other family, that there's like so much more about me that I don't know. That was tough. And it sucked that when I f found him by complete accident. That's the crazy thing. It's I found him by complete accident. You know, I was working at this plant third shift and we had like it had those old clock outs where you punch in and punch out. And I was going, and I was punching in, punching out, and I saw uh, one of the names on one of those uh, punch-out cards had uh, the same last name as my biological dad, Shockey. And I kind of blew it off. I thought, well, maybe it's interesting. Maybe Do they know him? And over the next few weeks, I ended up working with that person a few times. And one of the times we were working together, I was just casually asked like do you know what you know a donald jockey and she kind of looked at me strangely she's like yeah and i'm like oh you know oh that's cool um and uh she's like why do you ask and i said well my real dad my biological dad's name is donald jockey and uh you know i'd love i'm trying to find him so i can get in contact with him and she got kind of weird and just that kind of was the end of it. We didn't really say anything else. Um, fast forward a few days later and she comes back and she's like, um, Don's my brother-in-law and uh, he is your dad. It's your dad. And she gave me his number and said he would like to hear from you. And I felt very weird, like just frozen, right, in this situation. What do I do? Like, obviously I was looking for him, so I should call him, right? 
Um, so it took a couple days, um, but then I finally mustered up the courage, I think on like a lunch break at the plant, to call the number I had, and a woman picked up, and I'm like, hi, I'm, you know, it's Don, and she's like, no, he's out on the road right now, uh, can I ask who's calling? And I was like, um, because <laughs> how do you say, like, oh, it's his long lost son. Um, so I was just like, Sorry, brain fog. Um, I was just like, um, can you just tell him Matt called and can I give you my number? And she like, it's almost like I could see her face lighting up over the phone. And she's like, oh my God, he's been waiting for your call. He's going to be so upset he missed it. And so I started talking to this lady who happened to be named Terry. And Terry and I started talking. And honestly, it was a great, she, till the, day she died was very sweet to me and very awesome um so she kind of said you know we talked and told you know I learned about like how long he'd been in Texas and you know and then like I remember the only thing that ever bothered me was she said something about like I've got two kids and I'm thinking first off I was like well do I have half siblings and no Don was their stepdad and um but he raised them like you know fed them clothed them did all the things a parent should do and that kind of fucked fucked with me like it kind of made me really mad at her and I had I even had to you know I even told her I was like I gotta tell you like I think it really sucks that he was able to like raise two what two kids that weren't his while he just forgot about the one um, that he had, you know, the one that was his blood and who could have used his help and could have used a father figure that wasn't a piece of shit. And she was kind of taken aback, but I think she understood there was definitely going to be some anger there. But honestly, from that point on, once I finally met Don, um, I really like went all in called him dad I was like okay I'm gonna open my heart to this guy and he fucked it up like I remember my 21st birthday he went out and took me out to drink and he basically said oh something like basically I think he was just trying to hook up with my mom and he went to see her and um basically I haven't talked to him from that moment forward I, you know, occasionally check in with a cousin that I've connected with on Instagram and just kind of get like, a, oh, is he alive? Oh, is he, you know, doing this? Uh, what's going on? And she'll give me an update. And that's all I need. Um, I have been thinking, though, and I just want to also apologize. I've kind of been bouncing all over tonight. I, you know this brain thing I just kind of go where it goes um but anyways let's get back to it so um what was I talking oh my cousin and so you know I check on him make sure he's alive and honestly part of me would love to talk to him part of me would love to you know have a real conversation with him and tell him how I feel um, and hear how he really feels if he's, you know, able to be a man about it. 
because I want to know how he feels. I want to know, you know, does he think about me like I think about my daughter who doesn't talk to me? Um, I want to know all that stuff, and I hope to find out, right, someday. But, you know, until then, it is what it is. There's nothing I can really do about it. Um, I just try to live my best life with the days I have left. Try to stay as healthy as I can. And hopefully that all works out. I definitely am thinking a lot about Kaylee uh, lately. And how badly I would love to have some sort of relationship. Even if it was just pen pals. Like just something. As you know, I'm facing all this stuff. And, you know, messing up that relationship is one of the things that I regret the most in life. And it's, it's not all my fault. But at the end of the day, like, I know that there's so many things I could have done better. And so much, probably more respect I could have showed my ex-wife at times. That would allow me to continue to be in Kaylee's life every day. And just let her know that I'm there and that I love her and that I would do anything that I really could for her. Um, but unfortunately, my ignorant youth uh, and selfishness did not allow that to happen. So what are you going to do, right? It's a tough, it's a tough racket, that parenting thing. Somehow I was able to be, I think, a pretty decent father to my son. Who I like to joke that I bought used. Uh, he was eight when I he, when I came into his life and met his mom, and somehow for the ten years I've ten or eleven years I've been in his life now, um, I think I've been a pretty good dad, a pretty good father figure. I have you know prioritized his happiness. I have prioritized making sure he has a roof over his head and clothes on his back, and those aren't weren't always perfect situations. Um, but I made it, you know, I felt it was important that once Kim and I, like, started getting serious that, like, I knew that it wasn't just a, you know, just Kim. I was a package deal. And I, I love Trevor so much. Like, my love for Trevor is no different than my love for Kaylee at all. Um, Trevor is my blood as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, he's turned out to be a pretty good man. Don't get me wrong. He's 18 and he's a real pain in my ass. And he can be a real asshole because, well, that's what this generation tends to do. But, like, when rubber meets the road, man, that kid is amazing. Um, And I would love for him and Kaylee to get to know each other, you know, because in my mind they are siblings. So, you know. I'm actually thinking about messaging my ex-wife and just kind of like telling her, hey, like I am literally on bended knee. I don't, I would don't honestly would like to talk to you before my illness gets worse. But more importantly, I would really love for you to do, let me know what I can do to get Kaylee to engage. Because I know at the end of the day, she is a bridge to my daughter and she could make it happen if she wants to now what day do I catch her on 
do I catch her on a date where she remembers that I'm just 19 year old Matt and you know piece of shit who she hates and so she lashes out or do I get one of the days where she's sensitive and understanding and you know still doesn't like me so much but is willing to support my relationship with my daughter so we shall see I guess we shall see um man I'm scatterbrained today and I think it's it's really like I forgot so in the last week and a half or so I not only forgot my wife's name but the other day I literally forgot my brother's name um, now when I say my brother I just want to clear this up for you who haven't been here um, it's my best friend since third grade been best friends 37 years in my mind he's just my brother best friend is that's that's Nikki's world. She's my best friend. Butler is my brother. And I couldn't remember his name. I couldn't remember anything. I could see his face, but I couldn't remember what connection we had. And it fucked me up. Like, I know, like, this, it's not going to happen tomorrow. But with this disease, and if I don't get a new liver... Like, it's ugly when you go out. And also, like, when you get toward the end it's or into it, like, deep, it's like you have dementia. So I'm going to forget, like, people I love. I'm going to forget things I've done. I'm going to forget, you know, adventures I've had. And I think, like, I think I said this the other day. I do. I just think this is, like, karma coming back to bite me in the ass because um my greatest fear was to get dementia and to forget and be unable to take care of myself and thinking about like you know Kim will have to take care of me at some point and I feel such a failure as a husband knowing that she's gonna have to take care of me and it's not that she has to take care of me. It's that she has to take care of me at 44 or 45 or 46 or whenever, you know, that point comes. And she'll do it and she'll love me and, and she'll be sad. But I just hate that I've done that. I've destroyed my body. And so, like, this is the life I've given her. And I wouldn't trade a minute I have with her. But, you know, I told her the other day, I was like, listen, if you want to divorce me so you don't have to deal with the debt and you don't have to deal with taking care of me and the ugliness that's coming honestly I wouldn't be mad at you because it's not fair to you it's not fair that I do that to her um now do I want her to go god no that woman like she's like the air I breathe and I know like I'm being a bit much but I can't like my love for her is so intense that I don't even know how to describe it like when I see her when she says things like she would be disappointed in me or I can see like in therapy when like she's like Jesus Matt like stop being an asshole and I can see that in her. I can read that woman I feel so 
like a piece of shit because I'm like, she doesn't deserve this. This is the life she signed up for. But she's also the most loyal person I know, and I know that she'll be by my side till the very end. And that makes me super happy. I love her so very much. She's my favorite human. Well, y'all, I think I'm going to lock it up for the evening. I appreciate you sitting here and listening to me rant. Um, I'll try to get more organized as time goes on, but honestly, I just kind of want to share my time and treatment with you and let y'all know how it goes and my highs and my lows. And today's high was we did not have any. Oh, we did have a session. Shit, that can't be the high today. It was family therapy, though, so does that really count? That was kind of, it's fun. Even though Kim was, like, saying everything my therapist has been saying all week, making my therapist laugh. Uh, I don't know, it's just, I don't see family therapy as too serious because I feel like that is the strongest relationship I've ever had, and I'm not saying there's not things I can need to work on to make it better. But, like, I don't, it's not like one of those, like, I'm so unhappy type situations type of therapy you know it's what can we do to build on the success we've already had and to deal with everything that we're dealing with that's me trying to roll over on this bed but I don't know we'll get it figured out another time another day until then like, share, and follow us on the on all of the Instagrams, Facebooks, Twitters. Um, probably gonna be working on the TikTok here soon. But I hope you all have a great day. Um, thank you for listening. And until next time, this has been the Pierce of Mind podcast.